Nathan Wilson's new Southern Garden Show is on the air. Your host, Nathan Wilson, with Lanier Nursery and Gardens in Flowery Branch, Georgia, is excited about providing information every gardener and non-gardener, homeowner, and apartment dweller can use. From vegetables to containers and compost to pruning shears, Nathan Wilson's new Southern Garden Show is here for you. Now here's Nathan. Well, good morning, gang, and welcome to New Southern Garden. Of course, I'm your gardening pal, Nathan Wilson, and I'm, as always, glad that you've decided to spend your Saturday morning with us here in the 10 o'clock hour. Oh, what a strange week it's been, right? You know, last week we were talking about the temperatures we would experience over the weekend, Saturday night and Sunday morning, knowing what the weatherman was saying, well... For a change, he was he was right. <laughs> uh, sometimes they get it wrong, but it's all prediction, right? And it's all just uh, looking at weather patterns. And sometimes there is plenty of room for error, but it's better to expect something and it not happen than for something to happen that we didn't expect, right? So I hope that you have taken this week to thaw out a bit from that uh, flash freeze we had. It really was. I hope that uh, these nice days this past week have encouraged you to get out and get into your landscape. And if they have, then you probably were looking around, looking at some maybe fatalities, some plants that may have succumbed to that wintry weather we had, that freezing temperature. And not all is, not all is at loss. I want to give you some encouragement that if you have plants that are hardy and can handle this weather, they may have some damage, but they should endure. Continue to grow as spring really gets here, (laughs) and it looks like the uh, immediate weather forecast, if we look about a month ahead, then um, we should be all right. You know, even though our average last frost is somewhere around the middle of April, historically, I think this past weekend might have been the true last frost. But we always want to be checking, always want to be looking at the weather before we start planting those plants that can't handle such a low temperature. I wouldn't be so quick to rush out to the garden centers and local plant nurseries to look for petunias and begonias. As a matter of fact, uh, if your local plant nursery garden center is is on top of things they'll realize that we might have some more cool weather and we may not want to bring out and plant a lot of those uh, warm weather annuals those summer annuals that we love so much but regardless I thought that after having a terrible weekend of freezing temperatures I mean it's still a good weekend but uh, after having these terrible temperatures overnight at least and in the morning I thought we'd talk about the kind of damage you're seeing in your landscape and explain the different, uh, the, well, not different, but the, the type of system we use to categorize plants that can handle certain temperatures. It all comes back to that word hardy, 
And we're going to explain what hardy really means uh, today. So it's a good time for us to think about <laughs> and experiencing what we experienced over the past weekend to think about uh, what what these words mean and what kinds of plants are safe to plant at what times of year based on their hardiness. We're going to talk all about that today. So uh, if you've just joining us, uh, maybe this is your first time listening to, listening to New Southern Garden. Well, we'd love for you to check us out online, of course, at NewSouthernGarden.com, where you can find every episode of the program. And of course, uh, if you can't wake up in the mornings too early on Saturday, you can always listen online there at NewSouthernGarden.com. And you can listen on your podcasting apps, whether that's on your iPhone or your Android phone or tablet, any smart device. Uh, it's just a great way to revisit. And there's some good things that we're posting on our Facebook page from uh, old episodes that kind of are timely and things we may want to, uh, like I said, revisit and relearn just to to get into our minds what we should be doing this time of year and maybe maybe what we shouldn't be doing this time of year. But we're always here to help you. And, and of course, that means that uh, as we get closer to the end of the month, course actually next Saturday is the last Saturday of the month we'll be answering your questions we want to go to our mailbox our mailbag our inbox whatever and we want to pull out the questions you have to help you be more successful at what you do in your landscape so whether you're growing a lot of vegetables or annuals or shrubs trees perennials you name it we'd be glad to answer those questions and I know that when spring really gets here I guess maybe it's the um See, what day is spring? It's usually like the 20-something, but it seems like uh, I have failed to, to, to investigate just what the first day of real spring is. But, of course, real spring comes when we are free of those terrible frosts that we've had, and I think we're pretty much past that. But regardless, these are good things to think about, things to think about as we're planting this season. Uh, we're in that weird limbo time. We're in that weird limbo zone, if you will, where are we in winter or are we in spring? And in the South, it is harder and harder to tell, really, when spring is and when uh, winter, well, let's see, when winter ends and spring begins, because usually when spring hits, it's summer before we know it. The temperatures go really high on the thermometer. But regardless, check us out online, NewSouthernGarden.com, Facebook and Instagram to stay in touch with us and also to send us your questions that we'd love to answer on next week's program. But as a reminder, uh, last week, if you weren't able to join us, we talked about becoming more self-sufficient in our landscape. And self-sufficiency is probably something we need to consider since uh, gas prices are so high and uh, vegetables, just buying groceries. I know our grocery bill for our little family has almost doubled. And so trying to become more self-sufficient, not just in the home, but outside the home, in the landscape. You know, in order to grow a garden, you've got to have space for the plants. You've got to have sunlight. You've got to have water. You've got to have nutrients. Those are four, the four big things that plants require. And so with that in mind, space is pretty easy, right? You can put them in the ground, in the soil. You can put them in a container. Uh, sunlight, we usually have. As long as the sun keeps burning high in the sky, we'll have sunlight. Water, sometimes we have to supplement with water. So last week we talked about different ways to collect and save and reuse water. Uh, on your plants so you don't have to be buying water letting that water meter click away if you're on city water uh, purchasing water and then of course nutrients there are plenty of ways that we can recycle reuse and uh, continue 
supplying our plants with nutrients from things we already have. So if you missed that episode, I do want you to uh, check that out again online at NewSouthernGarden.com. And so today we're going to transition because of this wintry weather we had last last week, the freezing temperatures. I shouldn't say wintry weather. It's not like there was necessarily ice and snow, but there definitely was wintry temperatures. And those wintry temperatures can become a concern in this time of year particularly, and then again when things cool off closer to October and November. But this time of year, of course, we see that things were starting to bud out, Anytime we have a late winter, maybe in February and early March, where temperatures can be in the 60s and 70s, our plants that have been hibernating in our landscape over the winter, they start to get a little more excited and they think, oh, it's time to grow. It's time for me to put out new growth, to maybe bloom, to maybe put out leaves. Depending on the plant, they will try to do something. Now, some plants, they, they really like it warm for a long time, and, and they're probably nice and tight with their buds, no exposed new growth or leaves. But there are several different plants that had started to produce either uh, foliage or flowers, maybe both. And in particular, one of those plants that we see, uh, particularly here in the peach state, are peaches. (laughs) Of course, peaches are very early bloomers. They put out those beautiful pink and white blossoms uh, in the spring before they even put out foliage or as they're starting to put out foliage. But the flower buds, of course, have to be protected from winter temperatures because they're very susceptible to freezing. And if they freeze and don't get pollinated, uh, or if the ovary freezes, then you will have reduced amount of fruit. You won't have nearly the kind of crop we were hoping to have uh, if we didn't have a late freeze. Another plant in the ornamental garden would be hydrangeas, particularly those blue and pink hydrangeas. Sometimes I call them southern living hydrangeas because, of course, that is the uh, cover image every May, June, maybe into July that they put on their magazines are the um, the big leaf hydrangeas, those blue and pink mop head hydrangeas. And those, they do tend to leaf out very early when we have nice warm temperatures in February, March or so. And so once they've leafed out, if we have a freeze like we did this last weekend, then those leaves definitely succumb to the wintry mix and uh, wintry temperatures and also the flower bud that is held nice and tight inside of those uh, little groupings of leaves. Those flower buds can also become susceptible to wintry temperatures or very low freezing temperatures. They will freeze the bud and you'll have fewer blooms. And I know that I've gotten a lot of uh, phone calls at the nursery. Of course, you can find me at the week uh, during the week at Lanier Nursery and Gardens in Flowery Branch, Georgia. But folks come to the nursery with pictures. They email me pictures and you are sending pictures too. Uh, and these things These hydrangeas are concerning because they look bad. Those green leaves that were once green just a few weeks ago are now brown, black, crispy, and frozen. And so we feel a little sad about that. But just know that those plants are going to resurge. They're going to put out new leaves. However, particularly with the hydrangeas and maybe the peaches, uh, just as some examples, they may not bloom well or they may not produce fruits well. So there, that is the main concern. And so today I want to start off by talking about this word we use in horticulture called hardy. A lot of folks will ask me at the nursery, they'll say, is this plant hardy? We just want hardy plants. 
And I know what they mean when they use the word. They mean they want a tough plant, a tough that's going to plant that's going to survive and not have problems. But hardy doesn't really mean just a tough plant. Hardiness more specifically means a plant that can handle uh, certain low temperatures. And this hardy word uh, corresponds with the USDA hardiness zone map. You're probably familiar with that. I know we've talked about it before on this program. But the hardiness zone map is where the United States Department of Agriculture has set these sort of imaginary lines and bands. They sort of set these uh, imaginary bands from the southern point of the nation all the way to the northern point. And those bands relate to the coldest temperatures that a certain area has experienced. And so here in the northeast Georgia part of the nation, we are in a zone 7. You may be zone uh, 7A or 7B. They divide it even further uh, by A's and B's. And we go further into the north Georgia, we may be in 6, 6A, 6B. We go further south, we fall into the 8's. You go into Florida, you fall into 9, 10, 11, uh, maybe even very tropical, which 11 is quite tropical compared to us. But the higher the USDA zone number, the warmer it is in the winter. The lower the number of USDA zone, then the colder it is in the winter. I'll go ahead and give you an example of this. So so here we are in Georgia. We're about seven. But I had some clients at the nursery who came um, and built a business down here, uh, and, and they're from Wisconsin. In Wisconsin, they were saying, well, we don't really know what to grow here because our zone is zone three and zone four. They were sort of right on the line between three and four. Folks, that gets very cold, well below double-digit negatives. But here in zone seven, we may be around zero to ten Okay, depending on zone 6, zone 7, 7A, 7B, uh, it's usually in increments about 5 degrees. And so we may be, our coldest historically may be about a 0 to 10. Now, I can't remember a year where it's gotten down to 10, but that is just the historic number, uh, low temperature number that the USDA uses for our zone. So when we say a plant is hardy, we have to consider the zone we're planting in. If the plant that you're planting is hardy to zone 7, where we are, then it can handle temperatures as low as 0 to 10. If your plant is hardy to zone 5, that means your plant uh, can handle even lower temperatures than 0 degrees. Fahrenheit, that is. And so we... When we talk about hardiness, we're not really talking about how does it just perform overall in the landscape. We're actually talking about a plant's hardiness refers to the coolest temperatures that it can handle before it dies. So when we get back, we're going to talk more about hardiness and all this cold weather talk, but uh, hopefully uh, the flowers that are blooming will keep us a little warm. So hang on tight after this break. We'll be right back. Hey gang, do you sometimes feel like you are riding a lonely trail while gardening, all alone with no one to join in the fun? Well, join the new Southern Garden community today and find peace of mind by sharing your experiences, whether they be poor ones or successful ones. New Southern Garden is on Facebook and Instagram, so I'd love for you to friend, follow, like, share whatever it is we're doing these days. Also, you can check out our website at newsoutherngarden.com. 
where you can not only find every episode of the show ever, but you can also send us a question via our Contact Us page. It's never fun gardening alone, so get social with the new Southern Garden family and let's grow well. Well, gang, you know, when we are determining what plants we can plant in our landscape, if we want them to endure year after year, if we want them to be a perennial plant, all of that is determined by the amount of cold weather they can handle over winter. You know, in the South, we particularly are able to grow about anything from spring through almost fall. But if there's a certain plant that we're planting outside, say, let's take the vegetables, for instance, tomatoes, tomatoes, we can plant them in the spring, they'll grow all summer, and then, of course, we'll harvest their fruits, but the plant itself, as soon as it gets cold, it will get frozen out because they are not hardy at very low temperatures, probably just 55, maybe 45. Once it gets to freezing, though, those tomatoes, they're gone because they are not hardy in our zone, which, of course, is zone 7, where we're, at, where we're located, generally. You may be a little further north or a little further south, but if your plant that you're growing cannot handle the coolest temperatures that you have in the winter, then it will die. Let's take a good example of, of, say, some tropical plants. We call them tropical, but down in the tropics, they're not necessarily tropical, right? I mean, well, I guess they are, but they're landscape plants. We tend to think of tropicals as houseplants because most of these houseplants need zone 11, 12, 13, very warm winters. As a matter of fact, winter and summer have very similar temperatures in many of these tropical areas. It may just be a little... Uh, a little more rainy in the winter. And so that's why tropical plants, as we call them, are more like house plants for us because they can handle the summer no problem. We can put them in pots out on the patio, out on the deck, wherever, around the pool. But as soon as the temperatures start dropping below 55, we've got to bring them in to protect them from the winter because they are not hardy in our zone. So a plant's hardiness in a certain zone is very relative to the zone itself. A lot of times, uh, plant tags, or if you're researching online, they may have the coldest range or, or the coldest range of temperatures that that particular plant can handle. And of course, that relates to the zone that it can be grown in. So the trees we plant, oak trees, maple trees, magnolias, they are all hardy here. They can handle our cool temperatures. As a matter of fact, most of those trees are native here, which is why they can handle it. They've just naturally been grown or created for this climate. But then, of course, there are those plants that we're about to run to the box, uh, not box stores. I hope you don't go to the box stores, but to your garden centers and local plant nurseries. Those are the annual flowers, right? So petunias, begonias, uh, all of these beautiful plants that bloom all summer long, they're essentially tropicals too. They can handle very warm weather, and they love warm weather, but they cannot handle the cold weather. As a matter of fact, if, um, if you uh, allowed your annual plants to go through the first frost sometime, you know, in October or November, that part of the year, 
If you allowed those annual plants to go through the first frost, you'd wake up one morning and you'd see they're completely mushy. They've been frozen. They can't handle uh, the frosts and freezes we have. So again, the word hardy just refers to the plant's ability to handle a certain amount of cold temperature. There are plenty of plants in our zone, in our climate. You know, we sort of have this semi-temperate, temper, that's what they call it, temp, temporal, temporal climate, um, where we're not quite a tropical place because we actually have cold winters, but we have very long summers and springs and, and warm falls. So we have this long growing season. And, and really, the coldest temperatures we've been having in winter are not that bad. There's not many days below freezing anymore, it seems like. It seems like, uh, I remember my grandmother telling me that uh, when she was a kid growing up here in the northeast Georgia mountains, that there was always snow. She remembers, as a kid, having snow on the ground in winter. Well, uh, it may not be every day of the winter, but it seems like we get one good snow a year now, and that's about it. So we see that things are not as bad in the winter as they once were as far as those freezing temperatures go. So that has opened up our zone. I still think that our area here in the south, the northeast Georgia part of the world, is definitely a gardener's paradise because we can grow almost anything uh, minus those tropicals and some other things that can't handle the very hot and dry summers we have or the humid summers we have from time to time. So this word hardiness or word hardy, I just wanted to sort of define it more clearly. That if we say a plant is hardy, it doesn't mean that it's just a tough plant that can handle anything. What we're being more specific about is if a plant is hardy in our zone, it can handle the cool temperatures over winter, the cold temperatures over winter. But just because a plant is hardy in our zone does not mean it's hardy in every zone. Every plant can be a little different. And as a matter of fact, due to uh, certain weather say, um, micro weather pockets in your landscape, there may be some areas, maybe a low spot, uh, maybe down a hill or a slope that stay cooler than up on top of the hill or on top of a ridge. And sometimes you may have trouble growing certain plants in those lower, cooler areas than you do up in the warmer part of your landscape. But microclimates are a real thing. And you can find in your own landscape that some plants will grow over here, but they may not grow over there. And so with that being said, that's, that's really what hardiness is about. It's about the, the amount of cold weather that a plant can handle. Okay, so let's connect this, this hardiness thing to what happened this weekend. So, of course, I'm getting all these pictures and images over the week from you and some clients at the nursery, and we're seeing, you know, damage on plants. We're seeing leaves that may be turned brown. New growth that tried to, to come out uh, a few weeks ago is now nothing but a uh, black dried out stem, frozen stem, I guess I should say. Well, for a hardy plant... This is not usually a problem. This is all just superficial damage, okay? This is all damage that a plant can recover from, particularly those hardy hydrangeas, hardy gardenias, if you happen to have some gardenias get nipped. Or, as a matter of fact, on the nursery, we saw where there were uh, some damages done to azaleas and hollies. And hollies are usually really tough, but particularly some of the Chinese hollies have turned black. Some of their growth has turned black. And it's really unfortunate, of course, because the weather has tricked our gardens. The, 
weather's tricked us, as a matter of fact. You know, a few weeks ago, we thought, oh, these days are nice and warm, 60, 70 degrees. Well, that encourages us to want to do more in the landscape. But on the plant's perspective, it encourages them to want to grow, put out more leaves, start creating more chlorophyll. And all of these things are, were very tender, right? We only had a, a few weeks of this new growth, if you will. And that new growth had no time to harden off, to get stronger, to get more resilient to the cold until boom, last weekend brought those very low 20s and maybe some areas in the high teens. And so this dramatic shock and this dramatic change in the air temperature has caused some damage to your plants. But like I said, let's not worry. Because if you're growing hardy plants, if you're growing plants that can handle this cool weather we have in the winter, those very low temperatures, 0 to zero to 10 uh, for zone 7, give or take, and even colder up in zone 6. But if we're growing plants that could handle temperatures as low as that, then they'll be safe. But that doesn't mean that they won't have some damage. And generally speaking, it's superficial. All it may take is some trimming back, some cutting back whenever we do get into a much warmer uh, season. Um, And that's really around the corner, I'm pretty certain. But a little trimming, a little fertilizing is going to stimulate that plant to put out new growth and cover up anything that was lost from this past weekend, from these late winter freezes. Now, we do want to get a little specific when it comes to what plants we could trim now and what plants not to trim now, and we are coming up on a break. So when we get back from this break, I do want to go into more details and list out a a few specific plants that may have become problematic or may have had some problems with this winter freeze, late winter freeze, and give you some ideas and tips on what you should do for those specific or individual plants. So when we get back, we're going to continue our talk about recovering, recovering from this late winter freeze and what you can do to ensure your plants stay healthy for spring and summer and for the rest of their lives. We'll see you in a second. Nathan Wilson's new Southern Garden Show is on the air. Your host, Nathan Wilson, with Lanier Nursery and Gardens in Flowery Branch, Georgia, is excited about providing information every gardener and non-gardener, homeowner, and apartment dweller can use. From vegetables to containers and compost to pruning shears, Nathan Wilson's new Southern Garden Show is here for you. Now here's Nathan. You know, gang, I'm, I'm not necessarily a fan of cold weather. My mother and grandmother were definitely not fans of cold weather. They, they were wrapped up in blankets in the middle of June, for heaven's sakes. Maybe you're like them and cold-blooded. But I do like the change in weather. And we're coming out of winter, going into spring, warming up. But last weekend, we had that terrible cold. And so today we are talking about the effects of a late winter freeze. We really don't know when to expect or what to expect from year to year. We can look at the history, you know, historical weather patterns and data. And so the USDA in particular, the United States Department of Agriculture, has done so for a long time. And they have created some helpful tools, if you will. 
some helpful tools for the gardener, for the grower, for the farmer. And particularly that that helpful tool when it talks when we talk about cold winter is what is your USDA hardiness zone? They've created bands across the nation, invisible lines if you will, to tell us which areas tend to get certain degrees uh, over winter. So, of course, as we've already talked about, generally around here in northeast Georgia, we're in maybe a six in zone seven. You may be in six A, six B, seven A, seven B. They delineate it even further down to A's and B's. But uh, these zones are very helpful because they they help us determine, they help us uh, decide which plants can grow in our area. And so, you know, if you're unsure about a new plant, if you're not familiar with something new, but it looks gorgeous, you saw it online, you saw it at the nurseries, you may want to check out if it can handle your cold temperatures. If it can't handle the coldest temperatures we normally have in our area, then it would have to be treated as sort of a a house plant. That's why so many plants from the tropical areas, maybe from Hawaii, down in Mexico, South America, parts of Asia, maybe Africa, Uh, why some of those things that are those plants that are found around the equator where it stays warm pretty much all year we have to treat them as house plants we put them in pots so they can come inside over winter to stay protected from those disastrous low temperatures that would uh, kill them and then of course we can haul them out of the house in spring and summer to give them a nice fun growing season in warmer weather Uh, so again These tools, like the USDA Hardiness Zone Map, um, also knowing when your average first frost and your average last frost is. Now, historically, our average first frost here in the south, or rather here in North Georgia, Zone 7, is historically been around the middle, the 15th of October. I have noticed, though, that uh, when we get into October, usually we haven't had a frost. Usually it happens in November now. So it seems like our growing season is getting longer th- on that end. And the same sort of goes for our average last frost. Our average last frost is technically coming up. It's been around April 15th for several decades. But to be honest, here it is. It was sort of the middle of March. And we probably have had our last frost, which is really a freeze. We may still have another frost that can do damage to young tomato plants, young vegetable plants, uh, annual plants like petunias, begonias, etc. So we're always wanting to be on the lookout uh, for the, the weather that we will have. We can use the average last and first frost as a guideline, as a suggestion, but we really need to uh, turn our attention to the weatherman, the almanac, whatever your choice is, maybe both, just to help us determine when is a good time to start growing things outdoors. So hardiness is all about the plant's ability to hold on and continue to live, continue to grow at certain low temperatures. The beautiful thing is we have all kinds of plants we can grow that are hardy here in the south, from hydrangeas to camellias. You know, we're almost on the north end of growing camellias. Camellias don't grow very far up north, as well as crepe myrtles. Crepe myrtles are pretty much a strictly southern plant because you go into Wisconsin, like the folks I was talking about uh, earlier who moved down here, that was one of the plants they wanted to have. They love crepe myrtles, but they do not grow in zone three and four where they were living in Wisconsin. So now that they're here in the northeast Georgia area, they can have their crepe myrtles. So 
after this winter weather, I promised you before the break that we would talk about what to do in the landscape for any plants that may have succumbed to winter, uh, winter damage. Now, the winter damage you may be seeing are on several different types of plants. Uh, let's see, probably definitely the hydrangeas. We've already mentioned that. Uh, your fruit trees, maybe like peaches, some apples that may have started to bloom or pears that started to bloom early. That's a different kind of, of thing to deal with. And then anything that might have popped up above the ground. As a matter of fact, I have some amaryllis in my landscape. And the amaryllis had put their heads up about an inch tall. And after this weather, those inch tall leaves are just laying flat on the ground. They froze. <laughs> so an inch tall of damage on, an, on a bulb is not really a problem because the bulb itself down below is keeping the plant alive and the warm soil is keeping it at a good temperature that it won't freeze. So let's talk about hydrangeas first. So the hydrangeas are probably going to be the most... Um, the, the plant that has had the most destruction, and I'll tell you why, uh, you know, they've started to put out and open up their buds. These are those blue and pink hydrangeas. And so the buds, if they're held tight, if a bud, whether it's a flower bud or a leaf bud, if they are tight and closed and we have a wintry uh, weather, uh, as far as temperature goes, very cold freezing temperature, then the the contents of that tight bud, which has very young leaves or very young flowers, the contents of that bud should be well protected because buds, they last all winter long, right? When a plant's leaves fall in the autumn, all that's left on those plants are little buds and they stay small for winter to keep everything protected and hardy. You see, a bud is very hardy. A closed bud is very hardy. But if we have this situation where that closed bud is encouraged to open, start developing and growing like the hydrangeas surely did, then the leaves that have started to grow, they're not nearly as hardy as that closed bud would have been. So now we have this situation where the leaves are opening and they surely have gotten some of that winter damage from this weekend's weather. Okay, let's take it a step further, particularly on the hydrangeas. If those leaves had opened so much that the center flower bud was exposed, then it may have succumbed to winter damage. And if there's any flowers that have opened, particularly like blueberries and the peach trees and some other fruit trees, those flowers may have been full force open. I know the blueberries at the nursery were fully open. Those flowers were fully open. They were beautiful just before last weekend. But a flower petal is extremely, an open flower is extremely susceptible to cold. They are not hardy at all. They cannot handle those freezing temperatures that, uh, like we had on Saturday, Sunday. And so this is the progression of hardiness on particular plants as well. You see, a closed tight bud is very hardy, can handle winter all winter long. But an open bud, whether it's leaves or whether it's flowers, can succumb to the wintry weather, to those uh, low temperatures. And yes, I have seen pictures not just of hydrangea leaves that are completely blackened from the freezing temperatures. I've also seen pictures of the peach trees and also pear trees and blueberry bushes 
where their flowers are open and the flowers now are just a brown mushy, brown mushy globs. <laughs> so this can be pretty problematic. So in a case like a hydrangea, where the leaves opened and started to grow, but now they're destroyed, you can pick off the brown, black leaves uh, and remove them. They're not going to do any good. But to be honest, you don't have to do that. If it bothers you, you can uh, pick those leaves off, those dry leaves. But in a few weeks when it really warms up and they've got a little more energy to go, they will put out new leaves and they will hide those blackened leaves or the blackened leaves will fall off. So there's really no reason to say trim a hydrangea. You could trim a hydrangea, but you'll be removing the blossoms, the potential blossoms for this summer, for this, uh, for this upcoming summer. And so with a hydrangea in particular, if you've got excessive damage, I say leave it alone as it is right now. There's no need to do any trimming because you'll be removing some blooms. Now, the wintry weather might have frozen those buds so far back that they've damaged those blossoms, the future blossoms. And so you've already got the, the weather destroying some blooms. So there's no reason for you to go in and trim the plant back just for a few brown leaves because you surely will be taking away some more blooms. So what I like to do in the case of hydrangea and winter damage is to leave it alone. When we get to the middle of April, go ahead and fertilize it. It may need a little bit of, of uh, pushing, you know, a little bit of help, a little bit of energy, if you will. But don't trim it until after it blooms, if it does bloom. You know, this wintry weather, this freezing temperature can reduce the amount of blooms on a hydrangea. And if you prune those leaves, uh, prune those stems rather, then you're surely going to have even more loss of blossoms. And so to maximize the amount of blooms you'll have on your hydrangea, just leave it alone. It'll look kind of ugly for a few weeks. But in about a month's time, maybe six weeks' time, you'll start to see that particular plant start putting out new stems, and the weather will be much better for its growth. So hydrangea is pretty simple. Just leave it alone. Now let's talk about some plants uh, like the blueberries and the, uh, the peach trees. Even though they don't have a lot of leaves on them, like your hydrangeas might have had, they do have a number of blossoms right now. And you may have seen that the petals are starting to turn brown. They're falling off the plant. They've been hit hard by this wintry, uh, freezing weather. And they're showing the effects. Now, what's going to happen? What is going to happen to these fruit trees? Well, I will say a day after the frost came in and, or the freeze came in and left, I was at my dad's house and we've got some blueberries over there. And the blueberries were brown. The petals were brown. They should be this pearly white, but they weren't. They had been hit by the frost. But I still saw a bumblebee hopping from flower to flower, trying, trying to pollinate. So assuming that it was just the petals that were destroyed on your peach tree or your blueberry bush, assuming that it was just the petals that were destroyed, then it's very possible you still may have fruits. But if the entire flower was frozen and the ovary was frozen. You see, the ovary is what is going to become the blueberry itself. But if that ovary had winter damage, then yes, you will have some loss of blueberries. I would go ahead and expect that this year, because of this late frost, late freeze, I should say, because of this late freeze, 
we definitely will be experiencing a loss of blossoms on some of our flowering plants and a loss of fruits on many of our fruit trees. But depending on how cold it got and how long that cold temperature stayed around, just a few hours can do a lot of destruction. An entire day can pretty much wipe it out. But it's possible that some of your blueberries, some of your peaches are going to produce a fruit. So I wouldn't do any trimming. I wouldn't do any pruning at this point in the game. If it's a non-flowering shrub or, say, perennial grass or something that was damaged, you can trim it back. But for the flowering shrubs, just wait a little longer before we cut off anything that turned brown from this uh, freezing temperature. And when we get back, we'll conclude our discussion and getting our winter damage uh, corrected. Hang on tight. Now I'm lost in the delta. Hey gang, it's Nathan. Thanks so much for listening to the New Southern Garden Podcast. Of course, I love providing you with horticultural information to get you growing and growing well. But sometimes you need more than just information. You need plants. So I'd love for you to join me at Lanier Nursery and Gardens in Flowery Branch, Georgia, where you can find me throughout the week. But you can find more than just me, of course. (laughs) At Lanier Nursery and Gardens, you can browse through our wide selection of ornamental trees, glorious shrubs, and colorful perennials and annuals. And I want to thank all our listeners who have already made the trek to Lanier Nursery. It's been a pleasure to meet you and hear your gardening stories. We've got a wonderful crew of folks who are just itching to help you grow your best garden ever. So check out LanierNurseryGardens.com for more information and be sure to like us on Facebook and Instagram. Now let's get growing together. Well, gang, as you know, this past weekend it got downright cold. We can't even say chilly because we were below freezing. And these late winter freezes can really wreak havoc in our landscapes. And to be honest, it probably it probably causes us more concern than it should. Because if we're growing certain hardy plants, plants that are hardy are plants that can handle our cold temperature, our coldest temperatures we've ever had. And so these plants that we're growing, our landscape shrubs, our perennials, our trees, if they're hardy, they should not have had a problem, but still damage on their uh, new growth that tried to grow in fake spring, which happened a few weeks ago. You know, we had 60 and 70 degree days in February and early part of March, and then these plants were stimulated to grow and put out flowers and more leaves, and so those things were very tender, and they probably did get a lot of damage. I've seen a lot of damage around uh, just my place, but also the nursery and, of course, in other landscapes, and so Today we've been talking about what do we do, what does all the, what does hardiness mean? We explained that earlier. Uh, hardy plants are plants that can handle our cool, coolest and coldest temperatures in whatever zone you're, you're working and growing in. And of course we've talked about particular plants like hydrangeas, blueberries, and uh, peach trees, which of course they've been blooming. You know, the hydrangeas aren't blooming, but they were trying to put out new growth, and now that new growth is blackened. The blueberries were putting out flowers. The uh, the, uh, peaches were putting out flowers. Uh, But uh, all of these things have probably succumbed to a certain amount of damage. 
So for those kinds of plants, you know, the fruiting plants, I wouldn't trim anything back. I wouldn't try to cut anything unless there are some leaves uh, that are black. You can trim those back. Uh, But the hydrangeas, uh, just in summary, uh, you definitely don't want to trim them back right now because if you do trim back, you may be cutting off more blooms. And hopefully, hopefully, if your hydrangea had started to grow, that the bud, the flower bud that is held tightly inside of those leaves, hopefully it was not damaged. But winter weather can destroy those beautiful blue and pink blossoms that uh, those hydrangeas produce. Now, other hydrangeas, like panicled hydrangeas, the limelight hydrangea, if you will, they will have no problem. They are, they're probably not even opening their buds yet. I know at the nursery we've got some that are showing a little bit of green, but they like it warm and they bloom in the summer anyways, late summer particularly, and so they're not going to be damaged. But definitely your blue and pink hydrangeas, the big leaf hydrangeas, can be problematic. Now, what if you had decided... when we had that fake spring, if you will, Uh, what if you had decided in, say, late February, early March to plant some petunias, to plant some begonias, to plant some annual plants? Because I remember uh, that I was at some of the box stores, the big hardware stores. I won't mention any names, but the big hardware stores just the Friday before this terrible freeze was going to come through. They were stocking their shelves with winter, sorry, with summer annuals, petunias, begonias, etc. Lantana, all of those things, all of those things could not handle this temperature that we had. And so I remember on Monday, a customer came to the store and said, I had just left one of the box stores. I won't mention names, but it starts with an L and ends with an O's. (laughs) But they had just come from a big box store and they had a Tables and tables and tables full of those bedding plants that need to have very warm temperatures. They had covered them with some cloth, but she peeked under the cover, and guess what? Every plant under that cover was black and brown and mushy. They had all frozen, and it's a really big shame because... You know, as a small independent garden center at Lanier Nursery and Gardens, where you can find me throughout the week in Flowery Branch... I don't want to bring plants out because we own them, first of all. If we purchase them, what we can't grow. The box stores usually consign them. They have no, uh, they have no skin in the game. But it's also the customer. We want to protect the customer. If you had planted those plants the Thursday or Friday before last weekend, they would be completely smoked out. They'd be completely frozen out. And so it's a, a real shame that uh, this time of year, we've, we've got to play it day by day, sort of week by week. Take small increments of time and look at the weather we're about to have. Now, I have looked uh, this week pretty consistently at the kind of weather we're going to be expecting all the way through April. Now, that's a long time, and things can change quickly between now and the middle of April. Because, of course, I'm trying to anticipate bringing out some of these, you know, wonderful bedding plants, some of these wonderful plants we enjoy in the spring, but I don't want it to get too cold, particularly because we don't want the customer to lose the plants because of a late, another late freeze or frost, and we don't want to lose the plants because of a late freeze or frost. And so even today, this morning, it looks like, you know, we might have a weekend, uh, particularly next weekend, where we're at 
40, 41, uh, maybe even tomorrow, uh, as low as 40. But the nights are going to stay in the 40s and 50s, the low 50s, up until, say, the middle of uh, the middle of April. And so that'll be Easter. You know, Easter's sort of late this year. It's the middle of April. Uh, and so usually we have some weather around Easter that we want to sort of be prepared for. But it looks like it's just going to be in the 50s for now. That may change next week. So we do want to take it week by week as we play along here, as we grow along. It doesn't mean you can't be planting things. No, now is still a great time to put out shrubs and trees and perennials. Many perennials are trying to pop up and grow because it has been relatively warm. But you know, the perennials that did put out new growth, uh, like my amaryllis bulbs, that new growth is being burned back or frozen back. And when weather uh, resumes, when things get nicer, and as we look like we're going to be in the 40s at night, these plants will probably try to regrow and grow again. But with that being said, um, the, with trees and shrubs and most perennials, winter damage is pretty, for the most part, I hate to speak so generally, but for the most part, is pretty superficial, all right? It's not going to kill the plant, but it may destroy blooms, it may destroy buds, uh, flower buds, and it may destroy those young leaves that we're trying to grow. But don't worry, they will continue to grow. They will continue to put out new leaves. They may sort of be stunted in a way. But if anything, if any stem died over winter uh, and it doesn't leaf out in the spring, then we can trim those stems back. Remember, with winter weather, we're trying to uh, uh, minimize the the uh, the damage we may inflict on the plant, but trying to maximize the regrowth of that plant uh, when spring really gets here. And so lightly trim things if the tips and the buds have died back, uh, but you don't want to do a lot of heavy pruning right now until we can see if flower buds have been destroyed or damaged. If you have a plant like those panicled hydrangeas or gardenias that bloom in the summer, they bloom after June, they're not really to worry about because they will set new flower buds. But it's really those hydrangeas like the big leaf, uh, the oak leaf hydrangeas, the forsythia, which didn't seem to have a big problem. Uh, but some of those plants are concerning because they set their flower buds last year and now this late freeze may be destroying them. So, well, I hope today helps calm some fears because I know we walk out after a freeze frost and we're sad. But these plants are resilient. As long as you're growing hardy plants, they'll bounce back, even though they may lose some blooms or two. All right, well, for New Southern Garden and WRWH 93.9 FM, my name is Nathan Wilson, and I'm glad you are with us today. So stay well and grow well this weekend. We'll see you next time. Hey, thanks for joining us for this edition of Nathan Wilson's New Southern Garden Show. If you have a comment about today's program, you can reach out to Nathan by sending an email to grow at LanierNurseryGardens.com. Also get more information at NewSouthernGarden.com. Join us next Saturday on Local News Radio 93.9 FM and AM 1350 for Nathan Wilson's New Southern Garden Show.